Welcome to the No BS Short-Term Rental Podcast, an unfiltered look into the global vacation and short-term rental industry. I'm Matteo Bradford. And I'm John Stokinger. And this is our podcast. We bring the right people to the table at the right time, giving you an inside view and take on the short-term rental industry like no other podcast can. Good morning, Matteo. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, brother. How are you? I'm... I'm couldn't be better. It's a busy week, busy, busy week. I was up late last night doing some final editing for Derailed and doing some final things. And that was that was crazy. We got that out this morning. So if you're not listening to Derailed, you need to go ahead and give it a listen. Go to over to derailedpodcastscott.com and take a check that out. We had our 100th episode last week. Yeah. Crazy. So here we are starting 101. Here's, here's to our next 100. No, last week was a good week, man. Like, also, I was uh, I was super stoked to be able to do that episode with my sister. So, if you're listening to this week's episode of Derailed, you will hear an episode with uh, myself and my sister. So it was good, yeah. And and we had uh, my real uh Doctor Rach, Rachel Gainsbergs on as yes. well yeah. as as a lieutenant. Um, a she's spicy, job. yeah. It yeah. did, did great. So it was, uh, it was really good, but let's get into this week. I'm excited. I'm, I love this week's guest. It's been, it's a long time coming. Yeah. So I, I'll, without further ado, I'll let you go ahead and give a good introduction here. Oh man. We got a, uh, an amazing guest today with a great story. Um, salt of the earth individual. Um, anyone who knows our next guest will know, uh, exactly what I mean. Uh, his hustle and energy is ridiculous. Like when you look at everything that he's doing um, within the space and having the energy to continue to create and do more things um, from, you know, managing to health and I mean, to safety, to investing, and this guy's got it all and he's got his hands in everything. So uh, total respect for this, uh, this individual psyched to have him on the show. Uh, welcome, Mr. Eric Thibodeau. Great. Thanks, Matteo. Thanks for bringing me in. Yeah. It's interesting because when I, we were talking briefly before we, we hit record and like anytime I see, I see Eric pop up on LinkedIn, I'm like, oh, what's Eric doing now? And it seems like there's a new business venture. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like this guy's insane. The amount of, but it brings value. I mean, and with when, if you can go ahead and deliver value and, you know, I, I say these things like, oh, he's got his fingers in everything. And then I think of like this kind of stuff that we're doing, all the things that we're like involved in. It's like, oh my goodness, like yeah. certain people can spread themselves thin, but yet still deliver across, you know, at some point, you know, when, when you're burning that candle on all the ends, I'm sure you're going to, you know, I'm sure Eric, well, well you'll agree, <laughs> you'll have to slow down at some point, but uh, it's impressive. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, definitely slowing down and just uh, working to implement all the things that we've uh, we've launched. Certainly, I love it. Well, I mean, so you're the founder and CEO of Safer VRs. You're the CEO of Current Tides. You just went ahead and started this new uh, like foam insulation, foam not phone, foam insulation business. And you got you're in, into an investment. You got like so many different things. Um, you know, tell us, tell us your story. Like how, how did you get stumble into vacation rentals? Yeah. So started back in, in 2003, we lived in Alabama and we would go down to Gulf Shores, Orange Beach to vacation. 
in 2002, actually, we said, hey, we're going to buy, we're going to buy a vacation rental. Uh, we didn't know anything about it. And uh, we, we chickened out. Uh, we didn't buy it. And in 2003 came along and we said, okay, we're going to buy a vacation rental. And we did. Uh, we bought our first property there in Gulf Shores, a little two bedroom, two bath property. And uh, ever since then, we've been buying and selling uh, vacation rentals. Uh, today, we currently own six, uh, own two personally. And then we also have four in investments there that are in syndication uh, in, in Gulf Shores and Orange Beach, Alabama. And then we also have some in uh, Fredericksburg, Texas. We have, uh, we're building through uh, the bigger Texas vacation rental fund. Uh, right now we have a five bedroom property there and we're looking to grow that into a much bigger added. We want to add four more cabins. We hit a snag and we probably realized that the Fed is raising rates. Yeah. And the, the market is definitely uh, the market is definitely tightened some, so we're reevaluating that right now. We do believe we have excellent opportunities there. So that's kind of like the investment piece uh, I've invested in. I really started out in, even though I started vacation rentals, I did and still have quite a bit of multifamily. I don't know the exact number. It's around four thousand multifamily units in about thirty different. Just, wait, 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 wait. I love how you just like, like, oh, you know, I don't know the number. I'm thinking like 17, hmm. you know, about 4K or so units. Yeah, uh, I don't remember the exact number. We, we buy and sell, you know, it, it's just, it, it's passive investments, you know, right. that I've done through the years. And uh, today I still do some multifamily passive, uh, but really everything's in vacation rentals right now. I think that's the best asset class to invest in. Uh, for me, I mean, there's some other things we could look at, but uh, I enjoy it quite a bit. So yeah, we've got quite a bit of uh, single family, multifamily, office buildings, medical buildings, things that we've invested in through through the years. And so along the way, uh, we, we created in 2019, we started Current Tides, uh, vacation rentals there with uh, just our two properties we had at the time. And today we have 55 properties that we're managing for others uh, in in the Gulf Shores, Orange Beach market. And we managed two uh, HOA uh, associations there as well. So that's kind of the investment side of it and what we're doing in vacation rentals. Um, so the other thing I've done most of my career, I've worked in, um, I'm a safety professional, safety and fire protection engineer, uh, multiple degrees, uh, in that field. And I worked in oil and gas and general industry. And when I was back in Egypt, I just finished uh, almost seven years in Egypt. And then I retired from that in December of 2022. I, uh, I was locked down, uh, in Egypt, uh, for 13 weeks during COVID and we just worked. And basically I, I had this idea. I heard uh, from one of the podcasts talking about how safety was going to be really important in vacation rentals this year in that particular year. And I said, you know what, I could do that. And so basically I created safer VRs in July of 2020 with the purpose and intent to help vacation rental owners and managers improve safety and loss prevention in, in their businesses. Uh, and since then it's grown and, uh, I'm looking to grow it more, uh, in that. So 
love to talk a lot about that. Basically, my two passions, real estate and safety combined into uh, one, one, one great business. So I, I love this and yeah, I, I, I definitely want to dive into this. Talk to there, there are, you know, when I, on, when I think safety in, uh, in vacation rentals, um, I, 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 because I know you, I think you, and I also think another gentleman who is all, a lot of it's gloom and doom. <laughs> um, but, and that's his tactic and their tactic. Um, but like, how are you different? You know, what, what's a differentiator for you compared to what, what the team at Breezeway is doing with their, with their safety? And, you know, what it, of course there's room for so many, um, and, but you know, it's all based on differentiators. So what, what, what makes you different? Yeah. So I have a lot of respect for what, uh, the Breezeway team is doing and, and I certainly respect that and, and listen, and I'm a, I'm a breezeway user in, in current tide. So right. uh, no problems there. However, safer VRs is all about, uh, I believe that we provide and feel we provide a holistic safety and loss prevention service. And, and what I mean by that is I meet every business owner or property manager where they are. And I come in and I want to understand what they're doing and I want to support them. And that that is more than just I'm checking properties okay uh, I want to educate them and what they can look for I want to then help them build a system that checks these these properties okay and then I want to help them integrate all these activities in safety and loss prevention in how they work each day I, I also provide leadership training which I just started uh, building some material there and then uh, I offer uh, what I call the vacation rental, awakening vacation rental safety membership. So it's a membership where I want to get property managers and owners uh, involved and in, in a membership group where we can learn and have community and grow together and share. Uh, I also have consulting. I do safety consulting where a property manager or owner may ask for a particular topic which I, I accidentally, I built one for someone and it was called, it's called incident management. Basically, what do you do when an incident occurs? What, what are, and I, I gave them five steps of things that they should do. And I told my VA, okay, here you go, post this out on Kajabi. We use Kajabi, a portal for people to go in and access the information. Right. Well, he posted it uh, live, like as a podcast, you know, on my Central New York podcast. So I said, okay, well, We'll, we'll do both, right? We'll do both. It, it'll be a benefit for everyone because this is really what it's all about. It's benefits. Yeah. So I've been doing that. And then I also do some things that maybe some people feel maybe controversial. I do expert witness testimony in vacation rentals and vacation rental safety. And uh, it's to me, it's about I want to support property managers and owners. Sometimes that means it, it's tough love right on the front side. But then there's also times where as an expert witness, I'm supporting, you know, the, the, the plaintiff has hired me to come in and look at a particular case. And I've told people out there, look, I'll support you. If you're part of my membership, I will support you in the event of a lawsuit or an insurance issue. But uh, if you're not, then I certainly evaluate each case and then decide whether I'm going to take it or not take it. And, just go right from there. So it, is that, it, it's, that's unfortunately, I'd, I'd assume that that's probably on the rise as, as a needed 
uh, person is to go in and do that. Is that something that you're seeing uh, a lot of, you know, the, the need to go ahead and support and, and um, testify? Yeah. So I've only, I'm working on two cases right now. Um, but wow. you're one of a couple or three people in the entire world who can speak to this in a powerful way with experience and in history. Yeah. I definitely see it, it could be in improving. Uh, and it's just one, you know, if you look at the multi, the legs of the chair that we have in say for VRS, it's just one leg. And I think professional property managers definitely have, uh, you know, more than uh, the individual indi individual property owners or people who just rent on Airbnb, you know, and not really employ a lot of the safety and loss prevention tactics. But that that's present there, and that impacts the industry, right? And uh, I had a conversation with uh, Jim Olin about this, and because he he kind of pushed me in this direction, okay, a couple of years ago, and he said. Uh, the vacation rental industry needs to understand that managing safety and loss prevention is important. And not everybody's going to listen to what you have to say on the proactive side. So there's. They will on the reactive though. Because the right, reactive. Right. <laughs> hindsight, of course. Yeah. All right. So I, I just put it out there. That's one of the things we do. And I really prefer to support, you know, our members and people in, in a proactive way. And, uh, but it's really the truth that it's not, not if an incident happens, when it happens. Um, mm. And I learned that through my career. I mean, uh, I worked for BP. Uh, yeah. Uh, the oil, I, I've had my share of uh, when things happen. And I've typically been associated with them in, in the aftermath and recovery. It's super interesting. I, I love it because, you know, it's, it's, what you're saying is so important and, and I kind of want to kind of go back on what I said in, you know, I definitely didn't want to have a negative spin towards, um, Justin and Ford and, and Breezer. That's not what I was saying. What I was saying, it just seems yeah. like there's, there's a, there's a lot of all this shit could happen and it's going to be potentially really bad, but it's so, so very, very important. And so I, I definitely don't want to downplay that in a negative way. I, I think that putting this stuff out in, in making it public and, and you brought to the attention of, you know, being proactive about it is in, in that these are differentiators that professionally managed, you know, vacationals and property managers are going to, if they adopt your stuff, if they adopt safety as a, as something in the forefront of what they're doing every week and every day, I love what you're talking about daily you know, looking at this stuff daily and actions that they can do daily, you know, this is going to potentially save or circumvent a lot of potential mishappenings if, if it's done on a daily basis. Exactly. And one of the things I've been focusing on is because, you know, one of the very early levels of what you take a look at is you look at what's your potential, uh, hazards out there and you build a checklist and you do that kind of stuff. And that's, that's effective. But then you really have to say, well, if we're doing that, why are we still having incidents in, in the industry? Right? Well, you can say, well, we need to educate more people. But here's what I've learned in 33 years of uh, working in safety and health and safety leadership is training the frontline workers is, and those in your business are important. The leaders are important, right? Mm -hmm. And so I get to address that. 
And more importantly, safety, we need to embrace safety as not something we do. It's something that we're being. It's inside of you. It's like being integral, being committed, being faithful. Those are things that happen inside of you. So when I talk about being safe, is it at my core identity, right? It's one of the things I've been working at for three years is, is learning about neuroscience. And I've been working to apply that in safety and vocational safety. And it's really, really fascinating, uh, you know, doing things for good. But when I'm being safe at my core identity, then, then that means that I'm not going to compromise that because it's a value. It's who I am. It's not just something that's over here that I'm doing. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. No, it does. hundred percent. I, I think, mm -hmm. I think, Eric, sorry, go well, no, I was just going to say, and I think that's important, especially because of us and like being in hospitality and the challenge of, you know, building safety into an experience, right? Like we're dealing with vacation rentals. Like we, we don't want it to be overly stiff. It still needs to be enjoyable to the guests, but it, it needs to be ingrained with safety in mind for the guests, for the property, for the owners, like everyone, like it makes sense. So if you can ingrain that into and have that be a part of you in your strategy, deliberate things will be built and it will be able to be and kind of coexist within that space because that's what you got to create, right? At the end of the day, it has to be an experience that's safe, but it doesn't take away from the experience. People still want to go there, right? Like You're exactly right. So for me, there is no hospitality without first having safety as part of hospitality. It, it, they're, they're mixed. They're combined. I mean, you can't say I'm a hospitable host or property manager and not manage safety. It, I don't yeah, believe you can I, do it. I agree with you 100%. Actually. The other thing too is, you know, who you are as a person and, and, and how you like, how you exude your being as a leader or someone in the, like, you know, leading a team, like, like the, you know, founders and leaders of a property management company or, you know, managers. And if you are living and breathing as a, as safety as who you are, that's contagious to the rest of your, not only to like your employees, but that is also contagious to your guests. Your guests see that this is how we are. This is who we are as a company. And they want to come in and just by default, they're going to mm -hmm. act in a similar type of fashion. You're exactly right. And, and the fifth principle of that we have uh, that I've adopted from work from a gentleman named Todd Conklin, the fifth principles, human operation of performance is uh, people are always watching the content. People are always watching what you're doing and who you're being. And it certainly applies in, in safety, but it applies to every aspect of our business, right? So people are always watching. Owners are watching, right? Guests are watching. Uh, and Children are watching their parents. It's the same type yeah. of thing. You know, you kids act up if parents aren't necessarily, you know. Yeah. Right. Love it. Yeah. And sometimes what they're watching for, it's, it's, it could be not your, what you're doing, but what you're not doing. Or who you're not being, great point too. So yeah, it's it's really important. You had, so these you have nine saving rules for nine life saving rules for vacation rentals. Um, at least I see that on your your LinkedIn. I, I do. Uh, 
profile. So I want to make sure that are these easy to be found on your website? Um, if not, you know, if you have a PDF or whatnot, I want to make sure that that's, uh, you know, able to be, uh, able to be downloaded from, uh, you know, coming to check out our, you know, your episode. Yeah, I can certainly send that. And, uh, I've built a whole course around it and, uh, happy to share those with you. I'll have to just pull them into a different PDF or something. I have them in PowerPoint today. Awesome. Uh, I mean, whatever's clever. We'll, we'll I make added a 10th one. Uh, okay. Go You're going to have to change your background then if you've added a 10th one. I know. I know. We're just going to have to call it life-saving rules. Uh, there you go. I'll just yeah. about, about the 10th one, right? Just because mm. uh, I think it's so important and it's something we, we maybe we don't recognize. Uh, lone worker, right? How many people in our industry are out uh, supporting us in the vacation rental industry alone. Maintenance inspectors, housekeepers, laundry team, uh, yep. people working remotely. Uh, I mean, it could be even, even in the support, you know, people traveling, you know, with property management software teams and just lone worker is uh, something maybe we, we haven't addressed. And I talk about it. I think I did an episode about it. Yeah. I mean, give us, give us a quick example of that since, since you mentioned it. So what, what do you mean by lone worker? Just so, so you're not to be safe as a, as a solo worker. For example, I travel a lot for work on my own, um, you know, in the industry or someone like you, you mentioned, you know, going to do an install by, your, by yourself. These are just safety measures that, you know, that this employee or person should be looking at um, out and about on their own. Exactly. Yeah, so we'll do a couple examples there. So you have a maintenance tech who's going to go out and look at a property. Now, I'm fortunate Gulf Shores Orange Beach is fairly compact within a maybe an eight to 10 mile you know, radius. So it, it's not that bad. But still, if I dispatch a technician to go to a property, what systems do I have in place to know that he or she has arrived safely, that they performed the work? Do I have a check-in procedure where maybe they're working on a job that requires a ladder or something or anything, just how have we checked in to see that that person is okay? Uh, so that basically three hours later, we haven't heard from Jim is what's happening, you know? And so it's that process. Same thing with travel. When I, when I was working for BP um, and I did crisis management work, I traveled around the world, wherever I went. Uh, most of the time I was flying, but I checked in when I arrived and checked in when I left yep. so that they knew here I am, I'm traveling. It's just a check-in procedure, yep. maybe with, with your supervisor or with a dispatch center or something. And once again, some of these things in, in safety doesn't have to be really, really high tech. It's just a way to say, Hey, look, we care about you. And we just want to know when you get there, make sure you make it safe. Those are a couple of examples you could do for travel. It's interesting because, you know, you think about, you know, I used to work um, in machinery. I used to work heavy equipment. And anytime someone would go work on something, there were, you know, there was lockout tagout procedures. And there's all these different things that you have to do that are, you know, safety, uh, you know, not only for your safety while you're working there, but but for other people that are going to come behind you. And I, and I, you know, I don't necessarily think of safety in the way that you do but I, maybe I should. And it's, uh, it's obviously very important. And I, I love this perspective. I mean, 
you know, one of the things that I, I'm working to change culture, uh, actually, I'm really working to establish culture uh, within the vacation industry, because typically when you look historically back at what happens through various industries uh, in the last 100 to 150 years, safety is defined by catastrophic incidents or serious events that occur. And certainly we need to understand those and learn. But I'm, I'm a proponent of saying, I don't think we need that in the vacation, vacation rental industry. We don't need a serious event or more fatalities to understand what we need to learn, right? We need to build that culture, that framework going forward today and not be reactive. And along the way, what I've looked at and saying is, uh, and maybe people are going to have some, some heartburn with it, but it's, we're not, safety is not about the prevention of incidents. It's the presence of controls. Can you say that again, please? Safety is not about the prevention of incidents. It's the presence of controls, right? So, so let me, let's think through an example here because how we work is not like how we work in, in general industry or oil and gas or anything else. We deal with a group of people called guests who we can't really tell always what to do and not to do, right? right. They're going to do what they do because they're on vacation. So we have to put controls into place to protect them and our owners and our business, right? And, and an example of that is we're, we're cooking, you know, the guest is cooking uh, and it's late and maybe they've been drinking because people drink when they're on vacation or holiday and they all asleep. And then now I need to have controls, right? Fire starts. I have a smoke alarm that activates at 85 decibels or higher and linked throughout the whole house so that everybody knows that's control one. Hopefully that individual wakes up and they evacuate. Control number two is I have a fire extinguisher there in the kitchen that I can safely reach and attempt to extinguish the fire. Mm -hmm. Control number two. Control number three is I have two means of egress in and out of every room that I'm in. Right. And number four, what is the address of the property I'm in, right? If you're at a property in somewhere in the world, I mean, I, I have to think about my own properties. What's the address and where I'm staying at? I don't know, right? I know my address here at my house, but I don't know the address of the property. So I dial 911 and what do I tell the people? It'll take them three to four minutes at best to triangulate my location. But right. if I have the property address and who to call right there, once again, number four, I've worked to provide and recover from that situation. It's controls. I'm not going to prevent that from happening. Right. And I could talk to the guests about it, but it won't probably work. Yeah, well, half the time it's in one ear, not the other, because you're right. They're drinking and they're they're on vacation and they have other things and they got yeah, things things happen, you know, and it's and it's not it's the whole nature of going on vacation. You know, it's like you're trying to unwind. Right. Yep. And so you have to have controls present, right? Because I can measure controls. I can yeah. check controls. I can check all four of those things that are there. I can present them to the guests. And at some point they have to use them, right? Uh, yeah. But that that's the difference between saying, I'm going to prevent this incident. I'm going to say... There's no way I can prevent that incident. And if I did, how do I know what I did was what was effective? No, it makes it makes sense. It's almost 
because it's it's the management, right? You know these things are going to happen, but how do you organize the chaos afterwards, right? And how do you mitigate the situation, right? That's I like the idea of controls because it's not just have a plan. It's be prepared, right? And have a plan. Like there's action that has to take steps. Make sure you're, you know, with, I like the fire example, you know, you had your procedures, you had redundancies in place. Like it was thought through as best you can, right? And, you know, that's, you know, that's how you, you know, avert disaster. Because um, th- these things aren't fun to talk about. Like going back to what John was saying earlier and, and you know, Justin, and, and when we talk about it, he's very forthright about it. And I, I think there's good in that, right? Because as owners, as leaders, you have to be thinking in, in line, especially you think about the goal, like the environmental things that are happening now, right? Like tornadoes, hurricanes, like these are real issues that people have to deal with that you know, there are measures on the front end that can help in this space because it's going to be a disaster either way and going to happen at some point in time. Um, How do you prepare? And, you know, what do you do after it happens? Like, what do you have in place? I think that's excellent. You prepare as much as you can. And then what we want, our goal is, right? So we're not about prevention. We're about controls to reduce significant uh, or the outcome of significant incidents or fatalities. You know, uh, that, that's really what we're, that's what we're after. And it will be when it's not if, when they occur. Hey, so let's talk. I love, I love this safety stuff. I want to make sure that we, we dive into some of your, your other stuff as well, Eric. And so if, if you're listening and you want to learn more about the, if you're listening, of course you're listening, you're listening right now. If you want to learn more about uh, about this safer VR and, and everything you should and could be doing, um, go ahead and go to make sure you go to the website, ch- click on the links. Uh, there'll be some special stuff there that uh, Eric's going to share with you and um, get signed up with Safer VR um, and go that direction with that. What yeah. let's let's talk about some of your investment stuff, Eric. Like yeah, what? Sure. So you got your fingers in so much. Let's talk about some of the stuff you're doing with guests, or let's talk about some of this other stuff that that you're doing. I'm I'm really excited to hear your your mindset of where the industry's going and and how and how you and others can get involved with this. Yeah, sure. So uh, I started investing in vacation rentals, you know, individual exit quite a long time ago, but then. I was also doing what's called syndications where someone comes up and they have this idea and they want to raise capital. So you have to follow security exchange commission rules there, the SEC rules. And I'd go out to people that have invested with me for probably the last eight years. And we go out, we buy stuff and it it does pretty well. And then I switched that model to vacation rentals. Uh, We bought a property in Gulf Shores 2020, January of 2020, right? Uh, it was, uh, you know, a four bedroom property. <clears throat> it, it's doubled in value, right? And right. it's a six figure revenue earner. And it was being managed by Picasso. Um, and then, of course, you know, current tides manages it now. And so we just duplicate that model a few times. Uh, we did what's called 1031 exchanges in some situ- situations where we, we purchased an asset, held it for two to three years, and then we bought, we sold it and just took all our proceeds and moved it into another investment. 
that would generate a, a higher return for us. And we didn't pay taxes. That's the main thing, right? right. We didn't pay taxes with the 1031 exchange. Certainly we have sold some assets that we've paid taxes and it was a 2022 was a big, you know, tax payment year for me. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we did some of that and then I, I like to explore different things. So what, when I heard about guest store, I reached out to them and I wanted to deploy capital in a passive way. You talked about all the different things that I do and, and part of me that allows me to do that is. I find opportunities where I can invest passively, right? And, and guest store is completely passive. I mean, we had a good 2022 year, 2022 year in guest store. And uh, of course, Mateo's working with them now. I reached out to him, had some conversations, looking to add some additional investments this year there. But it, it's the passive vehicle and led by good people who have very... You know, we, Mateo and I had this conversation because we've used it before in others, right? When, when I look at an investment, uh, whether I'm doing it personally or I'm looking at someone else, I'm looking at, okay, uh, I call it the jockey and the horse, right? So the jockey is the people running guest store and the horse is their whole business model that they're running, right? What are they purchasing? Guest stores are fund, you know, syndication typically goes after an individual asset. So I look at the asset. But I look more at the people who are saying, I'm going to buy that asset because you can take a really good asset and not run it well, right? So, uh, and you can also find a bad asset not performing with people who can run it well and turn it around. So I've done that with Guest Store in, in a passive way. And I've also done it with a company called Stomp, S-T-O-M-P Capital, uh, which is ultra high luxur luxury uh, vacation rentals. Uh, in the U.S. and Central America. So uh, I've kind of got active investments, passive investments. And, you know, if you have the opportunity to invest passively, you can still do and love what you do and and just park money in that place and let it go with the right horse and jockey. Are you... You know, you know what, though? Because no, now I got to give my shameless guest plug. And Eric, we talked about that, too. That is surprisingly... The return... Like, that's surprisingly the value proposition that people really love is that it, the truly passive nature of it. Like I'm so surprised in those conversations like that, how eager people are for an experience that really is that. And yes, I mean, you got to perform also as, but again, like just seeing at multi-level, like people having that conversation, Oh, there's no admin. Oh, it's truly passive. It's going to be interesting to see how that grows. Um, cause I think that's a, a, a value for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, double digit returns, limited tax liability. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll share this one. We sold it a few years ago when we bought it. it. It was an apartment complex in, in the Houston Galleria. Right. But it shows the nature of what a passive investment can do. Yeah. I invested a hundred thousand dollars in the investment and, uh, I never went to the property. I kind of know where the property was. I just read the reports. I cashed the checks. And seven years later, I made half a million dollars. Wow. So, so, so you invested invested 100000 so it's a 5X return. 5X return, exactly. I mean, so that's, that's what's out there. I mean, that now maybe not all of that's out there in, in today's market, okay? Yeah, yeah. Real estate is the place to be to hold 
investments during inflation high, moderate to high inflation times, right? So, uh, and deals can be made and are profitable in all markets. So, yeah, just even in the, even in these times right now, right? I think it's interesting, and more people aren't really talking about that. I think there's a lot of kind of scared for no reason. When I mean, there's a, it's a different time, but it doesn't mean that you know. It yeah, it's not easy bookings like anymore. Yeah. You could throw a dart and get a, get a property, buy it, and then it do well. Not right. not anymore. You right. really have to dig deep and yep. analyze. Well, Eric, yeah. from, from your standpoint, for someone that is, you know, I, I've talked to obviously Mateo um, a lot about this, but from your standpoint, for someone that wants to go ahead and, and passively get into investments, say through guests or, or whoever, I know you can go ahead with Guestor and invest as little as like nothing, right? There is there, you know, or soon to be, um, to be able to go ahead and just invest a small amount. But what do you think is the amount? Someone that is new to this, that that is like for you for it to make sense, like what is in thousands of dollars? Like like I have X amount of dollars that where you're actually going to go ahead and feel good about your return over say five years. Yeah, I mean. If- it's all based on the individual and the asset, but I mean, you could probably do 10,000, 25,000. Uh, yeah. Don't be scared when I said a hundred thousand, cause that, that yeah. was, that was a few years back. Right. Um, right. and, but yeah, I think you could do uh, 10 or 15 or 25,000. Uh, and then I don't know the guest star model completely, but, uh, it may be where you could just do, uh, every few months you can add to your investment. So it, some investments say, hey, you have to come in and put X dollars up front. And then some say you can add to it as you go. But if I was going to do, you know, 10 or 15,000 there just to get started, just to say, hey, how's that feel? Be yeah. a, a good choice. Because so, I may be not be asking for me. Right. Or, yeah, it's for anybody. I mean, right. the other thing that some, some, most people I would say don't completely realize is, you know, there's cash investments, and then you can do you can do uh, investments with your IRA, uh, your individual retirement set up as a self-directed IRA. Um, I started out with when I started out multifamily investing in 2009. I bought one, I invested fifty thousand in cash in one property, and then I invested I think seventy thousand from my IRA in another property, and. Now I just, I mean, that 70,000 is all I had. It's, it's well under seven figures now uh, with the, the valuation, right? 2009, 2010 was a great time to be investing, yeah. right? But yeah, that, that's also another option uh, for investors to consider is self-directed IRAs with the company that's very familiar with and investing in um, basically every type of asset that you could do, I do loans in there. I buy mostly do multifamily investments in there as well. So I think the, the key to this conversation uh, regarding, you know, it's not too late to get started no matter where you are, um, you know, in your life cycle of, you know, for, for me, you know, if I, okay, we're talking about me here. I've invested in nothing my whole life. I have a decent amount of savings. Um, it keeps growing, um, but I've invested zero in anything. And I know I need to change that around. I'm, uh, you know, for me, it's, 
in the industry I'm in, it's, it's even like, it's, I wouldn't say embarrassing, but it's like, man, why, how come I haven't like done anything with this, this yet? It's just more of a, I'm, I'm overly cautious, um, in a way that is, you know, kind of stunts, stunts me, I think. Um, and so I, I think, you know, what I'm getting out of this is, you know, you know, find people you trust, you know, find, you know, get, get proper advice. And it's not too late to get started to, to invest in your own, you know, wealth, generational wealth, you know, later in life. I mean, all about education, you know, for you and, and for others who are, are looking out there, get, get, get information, get educated. I mean, that's pretty much what I did. Uh, and just, it's been paid off, uh, significantly through the years. I'm on it. I'm you gotta, you gotta find your why, John. Like you gotta figure out what you're investing for and why you're investing and then build your strategy off of that. So yeah. we'll have a check in in uh four months or six months, okay? Yeah. Let's see. Right. Let's check in rest your 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 investment. Uh, yeah. Here it is. Hey, I think it's you know, there's always something that like there's always something that I need to be doing next. Like that isn't necessarily that, that I know, like I, for example, I have a decent amount. We as a family have a decent amount in savings that we want to go ahead um, and go to our next home or our next, whatever. Like we know we have a plan of where we want to be. So I don't want to touch it. Right. Cause yeah. I know I'm going to go, I'm going to need that for us for to put 20% down or something like that. And I, it's, it's just sitting there. Um, and so that's kind of my whole thing. It's like this for me, it's never a right time to rip the bandaid off. You know, because when when you have the savings and you're in a stair and you can ask, you know, access it at any time you want, it's great. But I then I also don't think about oh, I can access this other money. You know, it's certain if I put in the right thing that that money is available to me. Um, and I don't think about that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean the the thing that you mentioned Ill- illiquidity of that's the big thing in real estate investments, right? Is that you're, you're parking your money there. It could be three, five, seven years. Heck, uh, we were just talking about one. That one property I said I invested seventy thousand with my IRA. We still own it. Fifteen years. Crazy. The so I mean, what, what else is what's new for you? You mentioned you mentioned that you're going to be potentially slowing down with all your new ventures. You just added this new. Uh, you're doing this. It's insulation thing locally, um, not phone foam. Uh, which is a new business venture. You, you mentioned prior to us chatting that you're just waiting on some trucks uh, so you can really get that ramped up and going. But like, is Eric going to slow down at all or, or are you just going to keep 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 cruising? Yeah, I mean, the, the foam insulation business is, uh, it's it's a franchise we bought. We started uh, with some partners back in September of last year and we finally got launched and we just self-funded it. And the growth area in that part of Houston is is pretty significant, and uh, we we just see a lot of opportunity there. So I'm excited about that. And yeah, I, I don't know about slow down. Maybe just uh, looking more at what I have. You know, I was gonna say more more is not better. Better is better. Right. So it's really what I'm looking at is just uh, I'm not working full time anymore, other than all our businesses. Uh, retired from oil and gas. Uh, I wouldn't mind doing some safety contract work, but really just uh, focusing on uh, safer VRs, current tides, iPhone, uh, our vacation rental properties in Fredericksburg, 
And, you know, one thing we didn't talk about, uh, which I need to talk about is uh, here stays, right? We launched here ah, stays in October right. of last year. Uh, it's a Texas based property. It's kind of like verbal the old days, but we only operate for properties in Texas. So we have about right. 200 properties right now from five uh, pretty good property managers in here in Texas who are allowing us to, we're marketing their properties for free to drive traffic so nice. that we can build a market. Then we can use that as a direct booking option for, uh, for uh, property managers and owners in the state of Texas. And basically there, there's no traveler fees. There's just a uh, 199 to 399 fee and uh, per property. And you can book it as much as you want. You can have one booking or a hundred bookings doesn't matter. We're just directing traffic. And I'll basically, say, I mean, you said you started that last year. Yeah, we we launched in October. We finally got the site up in November, uh, maybe October thirtieth or something, November first. So we've been working to drive traffic to it, uh, and both leads are coming going to owners uh, or property managers right now. So we're looking for that to grow the market so that we can then flip a switch and say, okay, now we're ready to start uh, charging for these, uh, these properties that we're referring to you. So two, two property managers in which. So, so this is Texas only it's a, it's a listing site, but it's to drive awareness and attention to the Texas market. And it's, it's all of Texas. You know, you're looking at, you know, Gulf coast, you're looking at major, major cities, you're looking at hill country. It's, it's everything. Everything. Yeah. Right now our, Property managers in Houston, Austin, San Marcos, Fredericksburg, Galveston, and maybe a little bit further down the coast in, in, in San Padre. And there. So, yeah. So we, we just chose some that we wanted to work with and get started and uh, looking forward to, to having that take off. So. Yeah. Just a couple, a couple of things. I'm, I'm on your, your hearsay's website right now. It's beautiful. Um, we'll link this as well. We're going to, you know, on uh check out the website there'll be like 10 links for for erica everything is involved in. <laughs> but uh but it's it's cool and and I, I i love the passion that you have behind everything and you know the the you care deeply about not only you know obviously you care about you know making this profitable for yourself but you you give a shit about the industry and I love that you care about your the communities that you're involved in. You care about the safety, and you know not only for the property, you know for the property managers, but for the guests and everything. I love your passion, and I'm I'm excited to. I've learned a lot. I, you know, I I've, uh, every time we bump into each other at a show, I, I love uh, uh, chewing the fat with you and, and talking shop. And this has been fun. Anything? Uh, any last things, Eric? Here that you want to share? Yeah, one last part. I mean, I'm when I started, uh, I, I took a course, learned how to be uh, in, in neuro neuroscience, and I've, I've adapted that to be able to support vacation rental owners, managers, revenue managers, and just talk about all things that are vacation rental industry related that hold hold people back, limiting beliefs, limiting patterns, ready to do some little short uh, three-week sessions with people. And uh, once again, as you mentioned, you know, it, it's all about serving the people in the vacation rental industry to be 
you know, who they want to be, whether it's safety, everything's at the core, starts with safety and then moves out from there. So I, uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to be with y'all today. And, um, you know, as you mentioned, Eric at safervrs.com. I'm on LinkedIn a good bit and, uh, we can chat about safety or property management or your stays or whatever you want, you know? Love it. Or iPhone or current. Yeah, man, definitely take advantage of that time. You'll be richer for it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. If, uh, if you're listening to our, you know, make sure that you're going to go ahead and like us, um, smash that like button. If you're watching on YouTube, if please go ahead and, uh, follow us on uh, Apple Podcasts. Leave a review. We truly, truly appreciate it. And definitely check out all the links um, and connect with Eric because you're you're 100% you're going to be richer for it. Thank you so much for joining us today, Eric. Great. Thank you. I appreciate it. Go out and create a safe day. This podcast is a Hospitality.fm production.